This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, last week, Grant Thornton produced another report into the troubles that RTE have encountered. This particular version was an examination of Toy Show the Musical, a production that was a disaster for RTE. It cost them 2.2 million, and Grant Thornton examined how that happened. It's a really shocking report, and the whole scandal in RTE that began with the revelations about Ryan Tuberty and his agent Noel Kelly has now grown. It isn't any longer really about Ryan Tuberty who's gone off and Noel Kelly. It's about something else. It's about the stewardship of RTE and how the people who are there in representing the public interest or purporting to represent the public interest are behaving. And this Grant Thornton report into the Toy Show the Musical is really quite shocking. And to discuss it now, uh, I'm joined by Fanon Sheehan. Fanon is Ireland editor of independent newspapers, and he broke the original story that opened up this whole examination of RTE, who are going to have to go back into the Public Accounts Committee and the Media Committee in Dáil Éireann to explain themselves, and they've a lot to explain. Fanon, thank you very much for joining us to discuss this. Let me go first to this latest Grant Thornton report. It really is, in many ways, more, much more shocking than the Tuberty business because it was dishonest. I'll start with the sponsorship. It cost RTE 2.2 million, which effectively means it costs us the license pair is 2.2 million. The sponsorship that they alleged they had was significantly overstated. They had 45,000 in sponsorship for this extravaganza, but they said they had 120,000. And they actually 
didn't really inform the board or indeed the audit committee and get them to sign off on it, they just did a solo run. This is a number of executives. When you read this new report, what did you learn? I, I think to put it in context, the, the, the quantum of the money that we are talking about here, with, with Ryan Tuberty, all told, it was two hundred and twenty-five grand. Okay, yeah. this, as you say, is is two point two seven million. So it, it it's it's over ten times uh, as much. And the losses from Toy Show, the musical, were. You know, they were ascribed just to, to, to put in layman's terms. Brendan Griffin, the Finnegan LTD, said, "Look, two point two million. That's if everybody in Trilly and Killarney bought a TV license. That's the amount of money that would come in. Two big, yes. two big rural towns, or uh, two big towns in Ireland." And now, at the end of the day, when you read this report, and you can add in another town belonging, let's pick Castlemaine or Milltown onto that as well, because there's more losses here that we didn't know about. And as you say. There was jiggery pokery going on in terms of, of, of accounting. So basically somebody took 75 grand yes. from the RTE television advertising pot and they moved that money into the Toy Show the Musical sponsorship pot just to make the losses look slightly less bad or be able to say, well, we got something in the sponsorship. And Grant Thornton reveal that and they explain it in, in detail of, of how this was done and it was moved from account A to account B and so on and the timing of it was after the thing had been a flop and figures were being presented at the senior ranks in RTE and so on and so forth and so there was, there was a deliberate timing to it but we don't know who did it and that's the extraordinary thing uh, about this report is that there are so many questions left unanswered because everybody is anonymized uh, in yes. the report. So in, in the case like numbers. that, yeah, so somebody in a, in a very senior position in RTE basically moved money around to, to dress uh, things up in a particular way, and we're not told uh, who it is. And there doesn't really seem to be a whole lot of curiosity within RTE uh, senior echelons to find out uh, or to, to disclose who that is is either. And as you look at the development of Toy Show the Musical, that, that's a rather typical theme. Nobody asking questions, nobody lifting the bonnet, Nobody kind of saying, well, hang on, is, 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 is this exactly what we want to do? And is there a possibility things can go wrong? Because there were, there were alarm bells along the way. I mean, that this idea was basically generated off the back of the notion that RTE needed to do events in order to raise revenue. And they were looking at some of their, their big brand shows and saying, you know, could, could we do something around this? So they looked at the toy show, the most watched show uh, of the year, a, a big uh, national event and said, right, is there something we can do off the back of this? Some sort of show. So they landed on this idea of, of a musical. And basically they, they went, they, they got to a certain point with it continued to be developed. There was two senior producers from the Late Late Show uh, assigned to it. It seemed to have the imprimatur from and the direction coming right from the top, from the from the, the director general's office, uh, and also the, the the chairman of the board uh, at at the time seemed to be have have some level of involvement, and it just careered along without anybody stopping at any point and saying, "Okay." 
what exactly is the risk here? Because the issue here is not so much the the losses, because at one point it is pointed out by an expert in the field that nine out of ten musicals flop. I mean, we, yes. we you know we 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 watch. Uh, Tony Awards, Grammy Awards, Emmy Awards, and so on, as a fourth and go. Oh, look at that! That spectacular musical that that has been been put on, and there's another award for Andrew Lloyd Webber. But actually, what we don't hear about is is nine out of ten musicals that are that are created don't don't really go uh, anywhere. And this was pointed out within RTE. And again, nobody asked the question. Okay, is there a risk of that here? Or what exactly is the level of exposure that we're going to be be going through? Yes, I mean the Grant Thornton point out that. The contracts were signed with the convention centre, which is a 19, well, 2000 seat capacity, five seat short of 2000. The contract to book the convention centre for the musical was signed before the board formally hearing about the project. Yeah. The, the, now the, that is not feasible. That, that just couldn't happen in independent newspapers. It couldn't happen anywhere. Emails show that Grant Thornton cite that while the RT board members did not learn of the project until late March 2022, the broadcaster, uh, that is representatives of the broadcaster, had been in negotiation to rent out the convention centre since November 2021. So somebody here or a group of people were doing a solo run and not informing the board. And... Also, though, questions not really been asked by the board also, which is, is, yes. is pointed to and accepted as well by the board that there was a failure uh, on oversight there. This does go back to the wider issue within RTE about the governance structures. There yes. were effectively two boards, which was the board, the board of management and the board uh, of, of directors. And that's, that's an unusual position for, for there to be in that it, it, it implies that you could have approval from one board uh, or the other, and that gave you the imprimatur uh, to 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 proceed uh, with a policy decision. In in every other company, the, the board of management is not called the board; it's just called the the management, the senior management yes. team. And the board is the board; it's the directors who are appointed to to, to in in the interest of of the company and in in a in a in a, in a state body, uh, the public as as a whole. And in this case, you, you're seeing again that. There was too cozy a relationship going on between the board and the management. It was all too casual in terms of the, the, the governance that was in place. And as a result, management had a, had a fairly comfortable time in terms of, of going ahead, uh, with, with decisions, uh, as they, as they saw fit. And that's, utterly unsatisfactory arrangement to have in place in any company, let alone one that is is supposedly uh, serving the state, uh, well, society, exactly. and the public and, at large. And drawing its funding from the public at large. Uh, well, here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the, the nub of it. I mean, this was a commercial enterprise by RTE up until the point where it lost money when yes. suddenly it was the license fee payer who had to pick up the money. So uh, as yeah. this project was proceeding along and, and checks and balances not being in place, and once it was launched and went ahead and was deemed to be a flop, 
And RT was being asked repeatedly, colleagues of mine, plenty of other people in the media, uh, asking questions, how much did, uh, you know, what were the takings here? What were the outgoings? Uh, how exactly did, did this thing balance up? And RT management were, were basically just brushing this off, saying, oh, commercial sensitivities. On their first appearance before an Oireachtas committee when this matter came up, they cited commercial sensitivities around some arrangements that they had with sponsors, which was now in hindsight is, an, is, is a completely farcical uh, excuse. But that was the problem. It's it's a problem as a whole with RTE that it, it basically ducks transparency by claiming that it is a commercial entity on the one hand and on the other hand is 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 funded largely by the public. And that rang true throughout uh, this project. We saw that the Audit and Risk Committee, this is basically the the watchdog that is supposed to be in place, yes. at, 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 made up of members of the the board uh, of of directors of RTE, uh, supposed to be watching things like finance, uh, risk, any threats to the organisation, uh, any corporate issues that that could arise, is supposed to examine such matters. Never looked at. A toy show, the musical, until it was too late and it, it was all already proceeding. So clear lapses there. You saw at board level, there are people saying matters were presented to them as a fait accompli, that they were just basically told, oh, this is going ahead. Uh, and then there, there basically wasn't formal approval as a result of that by the board. But at the same time, we are also seeing that the board members can't claim they didn't know anything about it because from within the board, we're, we quite clearly see from their minutes, it did come up on a number of occasions. There wasn't formal approval, uh, wasn't sought by management for this enterprise, which was going to cost uh, $3 million. But... Nor, nor was it demanded uh, at board level, and that, and that's a, f- a failing uh, on their part. Indeed, as it came through the board, you were seeing that it was being welcomed uh, as a good addition to the environment, uh, and and people didn't have a problem with it. Let me just stop at that point. There are two people I'd like to talk about. Dee Forbes was the director general in RTE. She has not appeared before any Dáil committee as she has cited illness. Maya Doherty of Riverdance fame was the chairman of RTE. Now, if anybody in that group was would know about theatrical business, it would be the chairman, Maya Doherty. Now, here's where questions really need to be asked. Maya Doherty has appeared before Dáil committees. She didn't appear before the Public Accounts Committee the last time. I'm not sure for what reason. But just to give our listeners, and I don't have to tell you, Finan, there was a projection made that a profit of $1.2 million could be made on Toy Show the Musical if it sold more than 100,000 tickets across 54 shows. That was put on paper and presented to people in RTE. What Grant Thornton found was that at no point in this whole business were tickets on sale for any more than 35 shows. So they were talking about what they'd get after 54 shows, 
which they had no intention of putting on. It meant the ticket sales and the number of shows represented in itself a significant risk that the musical would not break even. In the end, only 11,000 tickets were sold and a large amount were given away free in promotions. Now, this is reckless behavior, I would argue. Who's responsible for it? Who's accountable for it? Is it my authority, D. Forbes, Director General, Chairperson? Who? Yeah, in, in terms of who's accountable, nobody, it, it would appear. I mean, there, there have been resignations at, at management level. D. Forbes, uh, to, to create a timeline for you. Uh, she had, her, her, her term of office was coming to an end uh, in, in July uh, of, of last year. Uh, she was taking a few holidays at, at the tail end of it and told staff she went around and said goodbye to people and said she'd, you know, if that urgent happened, she could be contacted, uh, for, for the last two to three weeks, uh, of her, her tenure. And then she had a going away party on a Thursday evening and in a, a, a nice pub in, in Donnybrook. And on the Friday morning, the RT board received the report into the, the Tuberty payments, yeah. which, showed that that what was going on there and we won't go back into that but that that she was fully across uh, all, all that now they reman- they demanded her resignation that day she apparently didn't re- reply and then they basically suspended her and she she subsequently resigned but you know only a couple of weeks uh, early before she, she was gone and d forbes uh, has not been seen since uh, basically uh, she has said that due to ill health she is unable to attend any Rockless committees same goes with this Grant Thornton report into Toy Show the Musical she was unable to uh, participate uh, in it or be be interviewed be, due to, to ill health but she was very very publicly supportive of it she, she, she was described I mean, it as she, phenomenal yeah she was she was going before the board as well up, updating them uh, as things were were, were proceeding uh, along throughout 2022, uh, from um, the spring right up to the winter, when in December it was launching uh, the, the, that week, uh, there are board minutes that showed that that D Ford was coming along and, and telling them everything everything was going uh, fine. Uh, there's also further detail within this uh, Grant Thornton report uh, on the level of knowledge of the board about the uh, about Toy Show the musical because D Forbes had referred in minutes uh, of the board's meetings to a number of board members being across it. And board members have claimed that the the, the former chair uh, Moya Doherty was, was was very much in favour of it uh, as well. But it would appear there were a number of other board members who had been provided with briefing documentation. They had been provided. Uh, they had some of them had attended uh, meetings uh, with both internal and external staff uh, to to discuss uh, Toy Show the musical. Uh, back in the spring before uh, it launched and they were very positive and, and welcoming 
of of the project. And again, we're seeing in those meetings that one set of figures was being presented to management, and another set of figures were being presented to to board members. Uh, at at one point, you 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 see a, a a dramatic variance in what one group is getting versus another. But nonetheless, all the way along, everybody's been told this this. Everybody's been told this will make a profit in year one, which again is quite unusual because you're looking at it going, is this not going to be a recurring event? I mean, RT, we're basically trying to cut in uh, on the Panto market at Christmas and create a big blockbuster event that kids would all want to, to go to and it would be a, a recurring event each year. So in in, now, in those circumstances, it was probably unusual to be claiming you were going to, you were going to break the box office uh, in year one and come emerge with a, a healthy profit. But these were the kind of figures that were being thrown out there unchallenged and nobody at, at board level questioning things at all. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Now, D. Forbes said in May 22, we have been quietly working on the toy show, the musical, for quite a while. And she said the stage show was the embodiment of her strategy, which was that RTE had to adapt or die. In other words, they had to get out there into the commercial world. She was quoted as saying she was delighted by Toy Show the Musical and told the board later that month that there had been a good reaction to the ticket launch and sales are good. That wasn't true. 
No, it, it, it in my view. True. Yeah, well, not not just in your view. In 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 the Grant Thornton, <laughs> Grant Thornton report, yes. and Grant Thornton actually reveals that at the time that there was uh, an awareness of this. Look, this this wasn't a Taylor Swift concert. The tickets no. weren't going to sell out uh, in 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 five minutes on Ticketmaster. However, when a show launches amid a, 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 a lot of, of, of hype and, and PR and, and publicity. It is the norm that the opening days of, of sales do do tell a tale in terms of how it's going yes. to, to perform because you, you've got the buzz and the hype uh, around it. Therefore, people log on uh, or the ring on or whatever and, and, and buy their tickets. In this case, the opening few days, you know, the, the ticket sales were, were healthy enough, but, but they weren't of, of such a, a critical mass that it could be predicted at that point that this was going to be a success. Indeed, there are, uh, again, anonymized staff members within RTE having a discussion, uh, about the ticket sales and basically suggesting that they are quite disappointing. And one staff member, says to another, do we need to pull the plug on this uh, because it isn't going to be a success? And the response back was, we're gone too far to do that. So basically, that's that's back in April, May of 2022 for an event that is going out in December 2022. And basically, the attitude in RTE is, this is going ahead, come hell or high water. It's worth repeating, this is the public's money, essentially funded by the public, uh, answerable to the Public Accounts Committee and to the Media Committee. Now, D. Forbes has cited illness and has refused to participate in any of those committee hearings. Jim Jennings, who was the head of content and on the executive board, he also has not uh, appeared before the committee. Moya Doherty has appeared, but didn't appear the last at the last public council committee hearing. Uh, Brida O'Keefe is the chief financial officer, or was rather, the chief financial officer at that time. She also declined the invitation for public council committee to appear last time. She has other, another important matter to deal with, which is to do with voluntary redundancy. When I look at this picture, Fanon, I see RTE being at best unhelpful and at worst, obstructive, as the Public Accounts Committee and the Media Committee of Dáil Éireann attempt to get at the truth. I, I, I'd, I'd actually flip it to the other side. In terms of the people who did even appear before the Oireachtas Committees, we still weren't getting the full picture. Uh, at the opening two meetings of the Oireachtas Media Committee late June and early July of, of last year. And at that point, I don't even think the, the board uh, was aware of the, the full extent uh, initially uh, of how bad things were. Yeah. But at the first meeting, they said, this issue came up, there was questions raised, and the committee said, we want answers uh, on the figures here, so come back to us next time. That's fine. In the intervening period, the board was presented with those figures. They had a lengthy discussion uh, about about them. And basically, the, the new chair, Shuni Raleigh, who replaced uh, uh, Moya Doherty and was not around for the, the Toy Show, the musical, 
period. Uh, she basically said that there was uh, a weakness in controls on the government on the on the governance side. That the the board had failed to properly interrogate matters, uh, and that there were there were very serious issues uh, arising from Toy Show the Musical. Then the board went ahead and commissioned Grant Thornton to carry out this investigation. That kind of kicked it to touch. But there are two board there are two Oireachtas committee meetings. The first one uh, where the Oireachtas committee was told the board signed off on it, the audit and risk committee signed off on it. And Shuni Rahali, the chair of the RT board, uh, and Anne O'Leary, the chair of the Audit and Risk Committee, sat there in the Oireachtas Committee and said nothing. They did and not. They knew they, they, knew they knew. didn't sign. They off knew on they it. didn't sign off on it. So the question mark now being raised by members of the committee is: Well, why didn't you correct that? Then they're at the, a meeting uh, a week uh, later. The the RTE management figure, who, to be fair to him, has put his hand up and said uh, he was he was very heavily involved in in the running of Toy Show the Musical. That's that's Rory Coveney. He's subsequently yeah. resigned. He's got he's getting a grilling basically from repeatedly from members uh, of of the committee about what happened with with Toy Show the Musical, and he's answering questions as as best he can. Again, board members are sitting there. And at no point did anybody put their hand up and say, and by the board, the board was culpable here too, because it didn't raise questions. The members of the committee were focused on Rory Coveney because he seemed to be the man uh, who had uh, the, the best level of knowledge uh, about this issue uh, in the absence uh, of, of other people. So there are going to be question marks, questions now raised about the, the, the level of honesty here. Yeah, well, that's the, que- the point. And my authority was the chair of the board. Nobody has more experience of the theatre and success through Riverdance than Moya Doherty. And she also formerly worked in RT as a producer. So we we need to hear from these people. That's my point. Well, that'll be up to the Oireachtas Committee now to invite Moya Doherty. Her, her reason for not appearing, she did appear, the questions to her were a bit vague. You know, the, the, she was one of about a dozen people in before the committee was examining numerous uh, items on on that day, and Maya Doherty, you know, w- was there. He answered any questions that were put to her, but there weren't too many questions put to her. Now that this Toy Show the Musical report has come out, you would imagine she will be on the list of people who they will be seeking uh, to invite back uh, and to discuss this matter. Then that that's up to her whether to accept that invitation or not. And Breed O'Keefe was the chief financial officer. Does she have any responsibility in terms of this loss, well, in in terms of being the the the, the person there at the time, and there was there was cross a crossover period as well with with her successor. So certainly, in terms of putting questions to her about uh, what was happening in in terms of of signing off of of contracts, uh, any financial commitments. They can indeed uh, invite her back, as we saw on the previous occasion. Breed O'Keefe declined an invitation, yet was able to text a colleague, yes. uh, Adrian Lynch, the deputy yes. director general, in response to questions that were being put, and he got rapidly slapped down by members of the, of the committee when he tried yes. to put this point to the committee, and they said, "If somebody isn't here, they can't. You can't have it both ways. You can't decline an invitation to an office committee and also then be providing answers by by text." So. She, I think, Breed O'Keefe, there is another report coming out quite soon uh, on severance uh, deals in RTE. And 
she will be pretty much top of the list of people that the Oireachtas committees want to talk to uh, at, at that point. So either way, I think you can expect that she will be receiving another invitation back. Uh, and if people if people choose not to uh, appear, there is very often an issue around compelability, uh, the legality uh, or, or not of, of being able to go down that route applies as much to, to documents as to individuals. And yes. somebody can always provide a letter from uh, a GP or another medical specialist saying my my patient is not in any position uh, to appear before your, your committee. So look, it, it looks to date uh, as though it has been uh, a, a voluntary uh, appearance uh, by anybody who has come before, and we'll wait and see what what emerges from the next round of invitations. Certainly, a batch of people who you do want to he- hear from are the five board members who were there at the time, who are still on the board uh, now. Yes. Uh, Anne O'Leary, as we discussed, chair of the Audit and Risk Committee, before which the Toy Show the Musical never came up. Uh, also, there are uh, PJ Matthews, David Harvey, Susan Hearn, and Dara Hickey. There's a sixth member, Jonathan Rowan, and I think in fairness to him, he literally only joined the board, I, I think, in the month in which these matters were going through. So it would be rather unfair to, to, to suggest that he, he should have been uh, across uh, this this matter. But there are five board members there uh, who, you know, have board members have participated in the Grant Thornton report. So you'd imagine they will be uh, invited uh, as well. And certainly the the lack of a role of the Audit and Risk Committee uh, is quite startling here, particularly when that Oireachtas Committee to, were, was told uh, on previous appearances that the Audit and Risk Committee was across many items and had brought many improvements uh, into play uh, in RTE over recent years, and yet there is this big, enormous whopper of a financial loss that they don't have seem to have been across at all. Yeah, and just a final uh, point, we're both in the media business, uh, RT's in the media business. There's a lot of pious talk about we do need a public service broadcaster. Uh, of course, ideally, we do need a public service broadcaster. But would you agree with me, Fanon, that we need a public service broadcaster that's properly run, that's accountable when things go wrong. And as of this moment, we cannot say that of RTE. No, even the, even the five board members who are who are still on the board, who were in situ at the, at the time, are saying, well, listen, mistakes were made, lessons are learned, and now we'll move on. Uh, you know, the, 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 there's no... The gloves have to come off here, don't they? There. Well, actually, the opposite is happening, Eamon, because basically RTE are currently getting a bailout from the, the direct taxation because people are refusing to pay the, the license fee. The debate within government is that the future funding model for RTE uh, will will result in some reform of the t- of the television license, which is currently ranging from get the revenue commissioners to collect it, uh, and therefore you can at least guarantee there'll be a, a level of income, right up to and including get rid of the TV license altogether, and just fund RTE from from direct taxation, and that seems to be the argument that is winning out at the moment, that at the end of the day, 
uh, RT who have spent uh, decades complaining about the, 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 the TV license have been complaining for the last decade about no increase in it uh, and how they're, they're struggling financially are going to get what they wanted all along which is basically a, a the end of the TV license and a guaranteed source of income uh, direct uh, from the, from the ex- the exchequer and you know there are risks attached to that in terms of well who's in government uh, what kind of pressure can be brought to bear on them and so on and so forth but the advantage is uh, that basically they'll they'll just be going cap in hand like every other state body. Uh, to government each year and saying, give us the funding to, to fund us for next year. So, I mean, I don't really see how that will incentivize, uh, the efficient running of, of the operation, uh, when basically government are, are, they'll always have the fallback to, that if there's an overrun, your government will bail them out. We're very grateful to you, Vinon. Vinon is uh, Ireland editor of independent newspapers, one of the best journalists we've ever had in this country. He broke this story, which continues. And it's getting much more serious. We're grateful to Fanon, of course, to all of you for listening. That's all we've got time for now. We'll talk to you soon. In manufacturing, you need to automate intelligently to compete effectively. But not all automation solutions are created equally. AGVs and AMRs driven by Bluebotics Ant technology offer robust, accurate performance and native interoperability. Because your material handling can be smarter. Visit antdriven.com. That's antdriven.com to learn more. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.